This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Papa John's. Papa John's Pizza, which had a 12.6% increase in revenue in the fourth quarter of 2021. It's Papa John's. I am Tim. And every time you're Tim, I am Matt. And and we are Ear Buddies. Hey, dude, uh, uh, for our Christmas app, we said that war was over if we want it. Yep. Seemed like somebody didn't want it, I guess. Yeah. I think you and I wanted it. Yeah, but maybe not enough. <laughs> Do you think that's what it was? Do you think? Well, it's I just wouldn't that put all did... the blame on our shoulders, but yeah, I do think we're a part of the problem. Certainly, that's probably true. Um, we are here, uh, and and let me just get this out of the way. Punk rock is coming. Mm-hmm. I know we teased it last week, and I want. I just want to get out in front of this, Matt, and say this is not a K-pop Motown situation, right? Right, yes, yes. This is not a joke we're trying to do on purpose. Um, no. Well, neither was that. Well, no, no, right, but everyone thought, you know. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Tim, you're right. We, we, we're, it's important to mention now, immediately in the beginning moments of this show, of this episode, that punk rock is coming. I know everyone was so excited when I very briefly and casually mentioned it last week. Um, oh, dude, nothing better than a little teaser in, uh, in the final moments of an A block. I and and we will live up to that promise as we always do. But yes. there are more pressing matters at hand this week, aren't there, well, Tim? That's, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. When you know Europe plunges into chaos, uh, ear buddies. <laughs> Must respond appropriately. <laughs> well, we have this platform, Tim. That's the thing. Mm. And it's only responsible to address the issues of the day. We can't bury our heads in the sand and pretend uh-huh. that um, everything is continuing apace. You know, I mean, the, the world spins madly on and we must do our best with our tiny little little hands to to catch it as it twirls and to unravel the threads of meaning from uh, it. Perfectly said. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Please continue, my friend. Matt, this week, it's all about the protest tunes. That's what That's what we're doing. It's, it's another all about the tunes seg. You and I are just showing and telling back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and we're sharing songs in the spirit of uh, the anti-war movement. We don't, we don't want the world to blow up, and neither do many, many artists <laughs> with great tunes. That's right. <laughs> they they wanted war to be over so bad that they wrote some tunes about it. And mm-hmm. if you ask me, a lot of those tunes, pretty good. Pretty, Pretty good, good tunes. Pretty good. Uh, so, Matt, would you uh, do us the honor, do me the honor of kicking us off? Tim, I certainly will. Okay, so 
Um, when we were discussing this particular episode and this assignment, mm-hmm. I thought, I got to get it right this time, because <laughs> <laughs> the last All About the Tunes, hey, I'll admit it, I was a little off base. I I was what? out there, I was making a lot of hilarious jokes, and... Well, yeah. I think that you... No, I... I don't think that there's any one right way to do this, so I I take issue with that. (laughs) Well, okay. Suffice to say that I have uh, spent the necessary time and energy on my choices, and uh, I have have brought along some context as well. So, Mm. my first choice for protest song is a an Irish rebel song called mm. Come Out You Black and Tans. I was born on the Dublin street where the loyal drums the beat and those loving English feet they walked all over us and every single night when me dad would come home tight he'd invite the neighbors out with his chorus Come out you black and tans Come out and fight me like a man this song, um, well, Tim, you know me, you know old Maddie. Um, well, I know you're Irish. You know I'm Irish, and I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I don't want to steal anyone's valor here, because, like, I'm Irish, but, uh, you know, I'm American, of course. Uh, my family, on, on both sides, very Irish. And so I grew up uh-huh. uh, listening to these sorts of tunes. We would... I'm, this is, in all honesty, we would listen to Irish rebel songs uh, <laughs> quite a bit more. Okay, that rocks. <laughs> well, it makes a lot of sense. I, yeah, I love so it. that's sort of how I developed. Um, but this, <laughs> uh, this is a, a classic, classic tune. Tell her how the IRA made her run like hell away from the green and lovely lanes of Kilishandra. Just one of the one of the top. Um, Irish rebel songs in my opinion and so I'm saying Irish rebel songs over and over in a way that makes it feel like I'm capitalizing each of those three words right well <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> well I kind of am because it kind of is it kind of is a genre uh, in and of itself very nice um, thank you I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna dive into too much here because I don't we still have a St. Patrick's Day episode coming up and we can maybe talk about oh. the Irish stuff then uh, <laughs> But Ireland has been sort of awash in turmoil for quite a while, Um, beginning, well, I mean, beginning centuries ago, but most uh, notably and and in recent memory in 1916, the Easter Rising, where the uh, Irish were uh, revolting against the British. And it was not successful, but it sparked off decades uh, of... Of strife um, with the Irish fighting against the British occupiers, right? Um, yeah. And this song in particular, I think, is very interesting because, I mean, you know, you can kind of you can kind of go uh, fish through a barrel and pick any number of good Irish rebel songs. Um, okay, sure. But this one, I, I like it because it is not so much anti-war in okay. uh, in and of itself as it is. Uh, just anti-British. 
Um, <laughs> which, sure. hey, still a protest. <laughs> and th- the chorus is saying, come out you black and tans. And black and tans were a paramilitary arm of the British army um, who okay. were fighting the IRA, which is the Irish Republican army. Uh, mm-hmm. Both, both, I'll say it. I mean, I'm proud to be Irish, but both are very problematic groups um, for very similar okay. reasons. Um, sure. The IRA and the black and tans. Um, and basically, they're they're calling them the, the you know they're calling them out from their houses and saying, "Come fight us! We will rout you. You will run. You like you will leave this place." And I find uh-huh. that interesting because there are references to. Um, I think in the in the second verse he talks about the uh, Arabs and the Zulus and other races and other people mm. who have had run-ins with the British Empire, Ugh. which, let's face it, is everybody. Who hasn't, right? exactly. Right. And, and so I like it because it shows a real sort of solidarity and awareness of, of history, mm. and it's sort of saying, we all hate the British, <laughs> we all hate being oppressed, like... Everyone who you <laughs> occupy, who you know, who yeah. Britain occupies, which is everyone, um, which yeah, which is everyone. <laughs> the sun point. never sets on the British Empire. Uh, they're just saying, you know, like that's they are. They will not succeed. Yeah. And I Come think out. that's also yeah. It, it's it's just it's great. Um, I love it because they're 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 yelling at them. I mean, that's that they're just yelling at them. And I like I like a song like that, Tim. I, I love really that. do. I like, you know, uh, I, and I'm sure you and I will will make reference to the uh, uh, Ukrainian situation in spots here and there. I know that a lot mm-hmm. of your buddies' heads come for uh, global geopolitical analysis. And don't worry, we've got a lot of it, Matt and I. We have so many, so many informed <laughs> opinions yeah, about what's do. happening in Ukraine. But I do think about. I mean, I have been very online while this has all been happening and i mean i'm sure you saw the video of the uh of the woman telling the russian soldier to to take her sunflower seeds yes yes kind of feels a little bit like that and you, and you have to love that kind of energy yeah it's it's tough tim because like that is an easy easy jump from that to romanticizing war uh as a as a whole concept right um and especially when you're this far uh, west and you are not dealing with it uh-huh. but but there's a lot of there's a lot of courage there and a lot of power yes and i think i think too like i don't know uh well you know the irish are a great example like with uh with any oppressed people mm-hmm. you know the irish twitter accounts are lighting up like palestine and and yeah. uh ukraine and every sort of um situation where s- someone is being uh, occupied or oppressed, the Irish are like, we know how this goes. We freaking get it. Yep. So just, just kind of, kind of fun and kind of, kind of cool. Thank to God me, for the I Irish. Think. Yeah. Thank God for the Irish. My first song uh, is uh, one that I hope you didn't also select, Matt. But I, I, I feel like you and I are are good at sort of intuiting uh, what what the other might be thinking and i suspect that you <laughs> kept your paws off this one so that i may perf- uh, uh, my that i may provide it it is of okay. course byob system of a down <laughs> <laughs> no! 
Now, here is a genre that we have not delved into very much on Ear Buddies. What the hell is in the box? That's just heavy metal, baby. That's just metal. <laughs> this is System of a Down, which is an American dash Armenian hard rock mm. band. You depend on our protection, yet you feed us lies from the tablecloth. Still around, formed in the 90s. Everyone in this band is of Armenian descent. And uh, this is from what I think is the last album they released, which is Mesmerize. This is an old, old album at this point. 2005, this came out. Um, and this album just rocks, man. You you know. You know this album. Yeah, just, yeah. It's it's so very, very good. It just rocks. It rocks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing that uh, it rocks. Um, but yeah, it, it does. And you are absolutely right, Tim. This was on my short list, and I said to myself... I know Tim's got this already, yeah. Yeah, uh, right. so I did. I rerouted. What's interesting about System of a Down is not only do they rock hard, they have clear and specific opinions about some very specific things. Uh, they have written a whole bunch of songs about the Armenian genocide that took place during World War One, just to pretty much like let folks know that it happened. Um, and thank God they did because this was uh, this was a horrible thing that caused the death of like one and a half million uh, Armenian people uh, at the hands of the uh, Ottoman Empire. They have sung a lot about that, and it's not a crazy leap then to assume that these folks probably don't really like war very much. This song was written, uh, I think, explicitly about the Iraq War. And has this great line. Why don't presidents fight the war? Why do they always send the poor? Yeah, man, I love that. And I mean, that is obviously pretty uh, uh, apt in this sure. exact Striking you know, this moment. moment. Definitely. Right. But, I mean, here's my thing was yeah. uh, when I when I started listening to this album and this band and this song in particular, I was a little bit like, I was, I was more into the poeticism of lyrics, right? Yeah, and okay. that's what I was looking, I was really hunting for just cryptic sort of nonsense <laughs> because I thought that meant depth. Uh-huh, um, yeah, I get and you. I have, I have since matured. But... <laughs> Uh, why don't presidents fight the war? Why do they always send the poor? That's there in black and white. I mean... And you can tell how furious they are that they even have to ask this question. Totally. Um, it, uh, you know, if you're into how this sounds, I really do recommend this entire album. Their earlier stuff rocks, too. They've got a song from their first album called uh, The Prison Song, and it's basically... (laughs) Just hard rockin' with occasional spoken word, like, Wikipedia facts about the prison industrial complex in America. So... Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> you got and, it. And it, it's, it's too good. And tune-wise, I, I will say, too, like, uh, this particular song, the, the chorus is 
one of the hookiest pop moments to come out of that year. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's rocks very hard, but mm-hmm. it's also very, like, I mean, it's good. It's not just thrashing metal and experimentalism. It's like, there are hooks in there. And right. you know how we love hooks. We, we love them so much. The rest of the songs that I'm going to bring today are definitely... Um, have a lower resting heart rate than that. Um, but I think it's important to to share that because that is that is pretty much exactly the right vibe for being righteously angry about war and sending the poor. You know what I mean? It's, yep. They, it, uh, they did a great job. They nail it. Uh, what do you got next, bud? Now, my next one, um, I wasn't sure whether to include this one or not. And I wasn't sure where to deploy it in the episode. Sure. Um, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go for it. It's another Irish song. Excellent. It's much more modern, and okay. it has a different perspective, which is why I, I wanted I thought it was worth bringing to the table. It's called "Zombie" by the Cranberries. To be clear. There was no world where I was going to bring this because I am not not really a Cranberries head, but uh, very glad that we're talking about this one, bud. Yeah, and, and you know what? To be fully honest, I'm not, I'm not really a Cranberries head as far as their sound really goes. I mean, mm. I, to, you know, my favorite songs are this and Linger, like anybody, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but I, I really uh, I appreciate a lot of um, what they bring to the table, sort of narratively. Mm. And so this one I wanted to to bring up, sort of you know immediately after the Black and Tans tune, because mm. uh, the Cranberries uh, were an Irish band, and the uh, you know they were playing and working and existing. Uh, during a very fraught time in Ireland, um, okay. I'm sure we've all heard, at least in passing, of uh, the Troubles, right? Which is the, the term for uh, the conflict in Northern Ireland that lasted from like the 60s to, I think, well, the very end of uh, the 90s, right? Mm. And this, again, it was very similar to. Um, 1916 to the point where uh, there's a lyric in this song that says it's, it's the same old theme um, since 1916, ah. right? And so it's it's that's um, sort of you know sends a chill up or down the spine, which I think is great. Um, but she, um, well, she being the lead singer uh, Dolores, right? She yeah. was writing this because. Um, with you know, along with the troubles, as as these things were happening, lots of car bombings and and fighting against Catholics and, or between Catholics and Protestants and British and Irish and Unionists and Nationalists. Look it up. We'll talk about it later. Um, I'm so glad you and I have never come to blows over uh, the fact that you're a Catholic and a Protestant. <laughs> and, I mean, there is still time, but we have kept the lid on that for. Years and years, and <laughs> right, an uneasy truce. <laughs> Certainly, yes, a lot like what eventually happened. But what the the inspiration for for zombie was because two boys, two kids, died when the IRA, right, the Irish Republican Army, uh, 
bombed a place in in England, um, and she was just so uh, shocked and and sort of wrecked by this that she mm-hmm. was expressing it through these lyrics. And my the biggest hook I think for me, not musically, but uh, you know emotionally, is she's saying uh, it's not me. It's not my family, right? Because she is Irish, and she yeah. is trying to, she's trying to protest the violence, yeah, while distancing herself, kind of as much as she can from uh, the IRA. Because mm. really, at that time, and also, I mean, certainly these tensions still exist today. But uh, if you were Irish and Catholic and uh, nationalist, you. Um, you were on the side of the IRA, right? Okay, yeah. Um, and if you were Protestant and British and Unionist, you were on the side of the Black and Tans or, you know, the British Army, the Queen. Mm-hmm. And she really just, like, was trying to say, even though this is, like, these are my people, sort of, who are doing this, like, it's not me, and I hate it as much as you do. Yeah. Um, which is a, a fun, I mean, well, fun is absolutely not the right word, but which is a useful um, balance between, you know, Black and Tans, uh, the, the song, you know, yelling at them to come out, and, and essentially in Come Out You Black and Tans, these people who are singing are members of the IRA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in Zombie, she is saying, um, I don't want any of this, this is all terrible. All right, what you got? Here's what I got. I have a rerun, but I think it is worth uh, rolling back. This is Sam Stone by John Prine. Mm. Sam Stone came home to his wife and family. After serving in the conflict overseas And the time that he served It shattered all his nerves And left a little shrapnel in his knee So, uh, go back and listen to our John Prine, Adam Schlesinger episode Uh, I think we were in the single digits at that time Um, Yeah, that was way back Way back and we get into what we love about John Prine, and so I won't uh, I won't go too deep into that except to say that it's crazy that just like a twenty something kid put this song on his debut album in 1971, uh, a song that is an indictment of treatment of veterans, uh, in particular Vietnam War veterans. This is um, a story. Yeah, you know, made-up story of a, a drug-addicted Vietnam War veteran who comes home and ultimately dies of a, a heroin overdose and is horribly addicted and copes with his pain and his trauma from war uh, with drugs and, and blows all his money into it and uh, ultimately pops his last balloon, as John Prine says. It is a horribly sad song. I love it because it does not 
even think about looking away from the horror that is warfare. I mean, it's it sounds so um, elementary to say it, but mm. is there anything worse than trying to kill people for for what reason? You know, it, it's just it's just one. It's simply inconceivably awful, and the people who are doing the killing, if they survive, will probably be irreparably damaged by uh, the mm. experience. And so, yeah, yes, um, we run the risk. And I mean, I think by just doing this podcast, obviously, you and I are, we're, you know, we're spectators in this uh, global conflict, right? Like we don't, we're not right. at, at any real risk. But I think the best thing that people like us can do is try to empathize and it's not just the Ukrainians who need to be empathized with at this moment. It's these Russian soldiers who don't have a choice in what they're doing yeah. Yeah. and are going to go home ultimately, you know, God willing, at the end of all this, and ha- and just be totally busted by the experience. And so it's important to uh, keep all of it in mind, I think. Yeah, man, uh, you know... It sort of feels dumb hopping on that because I think sincerely that you have said uh, that very well and you are of course correct but all the romance and the ease with which we we mm-hmm. can make it a spectator sport yeah. and and uh, we can uh, look at the you know the clapbacks of the, on the signs that they're putting up uh, yeah. you know and all the like all these exciting things that just right. excite us um yeah. like as if right as if we're watching a marvel movie right right and i i i understand i suppose the human impulse but like mm-hmm. uh this song is phenomenal because like there's a, a human cost it's nothing but human cost and uh afterwards right like it's it's the human cost is not uh, complete. The debt is not paid at the end of the fighting. You know, there's yeah. there's a hole in Daddy's arm where all the money goes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the the vets aren't being taken care of. Nothing like it's all terrible. Nothing good yeah. comes from it. And I, you know, even with our our fleeting uh, enjoyment of the viral sunflower videos and mm-hmm. the uh, you know infographics and threads where we learn what the colors of the Ukrainian flag mean and all of these curse words and in, in yeah. Slavic languages, great. But come on, these, this is this is all people, <laughs> and nobody yeah. wants to be there. No, exactly. Right. It, it's just. A bunch of people who are being forced into a situation, either Russian soldiers who are, are being you know mandated to go into Ukraine and do this, or Ukrainians who are forced to defend themselves from this situation. Uh, and why is it happening? Just because gazillionaires at the top of the world are have huge egos and you know inferiority complexes, and they take and and. We're just, we are all just little pawns on the, on the little, on the little chessboard. You know what I mean? Yep. War is a racket. Yeah. Sucks. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> why don't we, we take we a break? <laughs> went too hard too fast there, Tim, but I stand yeah. by it. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, okay. We both have two more tunes, but listen, uh, even during an enormous 
harrowing world conflict. We got to make some money. So, Ear Buddies will continue after these messages. This episode of Ear Buddies... Well, it's tough, man. You know, I didn't actually look at the receipt. Is it brought to us by Papa John's Pizza, or is it brought to us by Papa John Schnatter? <laughs> I think you booked this one. Who, Who's actually... Who are we advertising for? Okay, so uh, <laughs> technically, we're advertising uh-huh. for Papa John's Pizza. Um, okay. Because, uh, you know, they've been successful lately, more than more so than they have for a while. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's the separation of the art from the artist. That that Uh whole question. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The the pizza maker from his pizza, the business owner from his franchises. I mean, how can you? Um, Right? Can you take the special garlic dipping sauce out of the box? That's the question. That is the question. I don't think, right. It will be difficult. Oh, and the little pepper they put in the box? Man, Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> it's it's back, and it uh, is having... Uh, well, listen. Business is booming for old Papa John. 12.6% year-on-year growth in quarterly revenue in Q4 2021. Matt? Oh, wow. Even I, being sort of a, a dullard, yep. I understand what that means. It, it yeah, means it feels like a big number, doesn't it? It's a huge Even number. Even to a dullard. And if you, yeah, right. And if if you are, um, you know, if you are at the, the top of the food chain, get it, at Papa John's Pizza, or if you are simply a delivery driver uh, hauling that pizza to the hungry masses... You gotta feel good about your position here. Yeah, you know it's 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 exciting. I think Tim, whenever we get a return um, sponsor, because correct mm. me if I'm wrong, Papa John, in his generosity and magnanimity, uh, <laughs> way back in the single digits, I think of this this show, he sponsored yeah. us. It it may have even been it may have even been in our our previous iteration of our our podcasting. I, I can't remember. Oh sure. Now, well, he look he he clearly likes what he sees in us, which is yeah. always flattering. Um, Absolutely. And so, thank you, John. Yes, thank you, John, very much. And so it's it's in the same way for us here at Ear Buddies. It's all about the tunes for Papa John's. It's all about the pizza. <laughs> It's not about it's not about the politics of it all. It's no. not about it's not about um speaking to crowds about Joseph Robinette Biden and the Ukraine smokescreen. I shouldn't why am I even saying that? You know, like that that has nothing to do with Papa John's Mm-mm. pizza. Um and so I don't think that we need to to litigate that that's that's all i'll say i suspect we will litigate it but you we certainly don't need to we don't need to it's up to us (laughs) (laughs) so john schnatter who as you said matt has good taste in podcasters i think you and i would agree there yeah that's clear now he did step down from his position as ceo of papa john's pizza in 2018 after uh, using a racial slur on a uh, work conference call. 
Papa John is no longer with Papa John's. And right. yet, and yet, he looms large. Um, his name is right there. Both of his first names are right there in large font. Papa when, John, yeah. Right, as soon as you get your pizza, you you can look at the box, and there it, it says, it says Papa John on the box. And There's so no question. One, <laughs> you have to think about him a little bit. <laughs> and that hair, that greasy hair, and those eyes. Yeah, you try not to think about it, but it creeps in. Do you think they do you think they have a problem with the fact that when when one googles Papa John's right in in order to order a pizza <laughs> they first must scroll past a few news alerts right, about right. how John Schnatter is uh, is discussing uh, various <sighs> geopolitical conflicts at CPAC. Do you think that they wish they didn't have that little obstacle? I, I bet they do. I mean, the man and his work are inextricably linked, um, which, for an artist, is is the goal, you know? I mean, that's the dream, I would say. Um, well, that's right. <laughs> and, and, you know, he used to be... Well, he used to be like, uh, well, Hans Zimmer um, giving out mm. his little assignments to his other musicians, or... Or, I'll go yeah. one further, Michelangelo, who, I don't know if uh, this is common knowledge, but he ran a studio, and a lot of Michelangelo's w- were not touched by him s- himself. They were his hmm. students and his apprentices doing that work. So that's... Okay, I did not was, know that. Oh, there you go. Mind blown. Joe Rogan experience. But <laughs> that's that's what was happening with papa john but now yeah it's it's tough to i'm hungry i want that garlic sauce and i like that little <laughs> banana pepper they put in every box i think that's so delightful yeah, it's so good and <laughs> and i go and i you know i'm just typing in papa john mm-hmm. pizza into google and yeah and the the whole thing is like takes me to the news page and you know CNN is yeah is there's like showing a 15% chance that you're going to read the n word before you can get the pizza yeah ordered. and i don't want to do that i just want the pizza no. and i want that little pepper <laughs> yeah i want the garlic sauce i don't want to have to consider what john is up to <laughs> and I, guess- I hate i hate doing this to a guy who Loves us so much. <laughs> and who paid for this, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh. But I just, I, if I am, um, you know, if I am the new CEO of Papa John's Pizza, I have had it with this. Yep. First thing, first thing I would do, Tim, as as a b- businessman and a dullard, is just simply say, <laughs> we are changing this name. We're going to call it... Lynch. <laughs> it's... Robert Lynch is the president and CEO. Papa Robert. Yeah, Papa Papa Rob, Papa Bob. Or, honestly, pa- Ro- Robert Lynch's banana pepper pizza. <laughs> Fine with me. <laughs> you know I'm still going to order it. Just keep the recipe the same. Same <laughs> new look, same great taste. I feel like that's Robert fine. Robert M. Lynch's Pizza Peppers and Associates. <laughs> I like that. Oh, Tim, you're making me hungry. I'm excited to order a Robert M. Lynch uh <laughs> After this, after this, pizza, peppers, and more. It's Bob Lynch's (laughs) pizza, peppers, and so much more. (laughs) Proudly sponsoring today's episode of Ear Buddies. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Ear Buddies. It's all about the tunes this week. It's all about protest songs. And Matt is up to bat. That's baseball, baby. Yeah, we love baseball here at Ear Buddies, but that's not the beginning. The crack of the bat. <laughs> no, that's not the beginning of a fugue state. I just wanted to mention it, that we do love it. <laughs> oh, I just am... Sorry, I'm picturing a pitcher now throwing a ball, and I'm feeling feeling some type of way. But I, we should um, well focus on the task at hand. What do you have for us next, Matt? <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, um, as you know, I'm a fan of all kinds of of tunes, and I like mm. '80s music because I think yeah. I think it sounds good, and I like to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this next song is a a great 80s tune and a great uh anti-war song. It's called Okay. It's called 99 Luftballons by Nina. Now, I could not have told you that this was uh, an anti-war tune. Ooh. Now, buddy, I'll, I'll talk my way through it here for you briefly. Please. Um, well, oh, I'm happy about this. Great. <laughs> so, the first time I heard this song was actually in the uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen uh, movie, Our Lips Are Sealed, 2000. Um <laughs> It, it was yep. it was they were running around at like a theme park of some kind and there was a song on that was just rocking and rolling and it turns out it was the cover yeah. of this it was the cover of this tune that Goldfinger did um, which I guess I, I also recommend but I was I was like this is just phenomenal found the original version and it I would say it is my f- favorite at least my top five favorite songs. Uh, just of the '80s. Wow! I just I think the melody. I think so. It's it sounds dated. It absolutely sounds dated in a way that even I think a lot of other '80s stuff doesn't. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're we're hearing those mm-hmm. those slaps and those that sort of weird funk and <laughs> and all of that. Uh, yeah, but then we kick into the the double time. Yes, and I just I think that melody Man. is absolutely magnificent. Um, yes, but. But why don't I be a deer and tell you the story? Um, so, so basically, uh, it's you know this is it's a German tune, and there is a English version if you must. Um, but Nina wrote this um, because, uh, well, it was you know in the seventies and eighties we were talking about Cold War, right? Yeah, and man. we were all. Well, I mean, were we? That's what my parents tell me. That's what the history books say. <laughs> I'm still a young man, but we. I mean, were. I watched we the Americans, and I get that sense. That <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what I'm minds. talking about. Yeah, right, right. Um, so the song, it's it's very interesting because it's a it's a story, um, and you know the English version is worth listening to because then you get the story, and essentially it uh, tells the story of these 99 uh, balloons just floating into the sky and everyone panics and they think that they're uh you know aliens or or uh Mm. missiles or enemy aircraft and everyone's scrambling the jets and they go to shoot them down and the war lasts a very long time and then 
the end of the song ends up, uh, she says it's like, uh, you know, she's among the ruins and she finds a red balloon and I think of you and let it go. And it's very poignant and I really, wow. but, but I love it because it's a song that is absolutely skewering the ridiculousness of war, definitely, and also sure. the vibes, I suppose, of the Cold War era, where there was nothing but paranoia and, uh, you know, sort of this uh, puffed chest stuffed shirt bureaucracy and, and egotism mm. that was driving, uh, you know, world politics. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, I just think it's a real little little tasty biscuit of a song because you know it's it's a joke i mean it's satire um yes and it almost doesn't it barely has a chorus just because it burns through like you know five or six verses to get the story across um yeah and it's it's a it's, it's a really right it's like the wreck of edmund fitzgerald <laughs> it, is, it honestly really is but i love i love that it um it is willing to um approach I guess just the concept of a a protest song or an anti-war song through a, a lens other than the ones that we've already been talking about. I just, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. a, it's a fun way to do it and it obviously highlights the insanity of war. Um and you know, it really is poetic. I I love I love that the imagery, I love uh the melody. Um I you know, I wish it wasn't in German, and I wish there wasn't that funk breakdown, but I do think it's a great, great tune. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. The, the funk breakdown is what actually sticks with me. So, <laughs> <Thinking, laughs> you like that slapped it's, bass. It's awesome. Uh, good one, bud. Great tune. I have a tune that is by Joni Mitchell. Ever heard Ooh. of her, Matt? Yeah, nice. I'm not playing the Joni Mitchell version of this, however. This song is called The Fiddle and the Drum. Uh, Joni released it in 1969. This is a cover from, I think, like a couple years ago, actually, by a little folk duo called Ari and Mia, and it is just lovely. Here you go, the fiddle and the drum. And so once again, my dear Johnny, my dear friend. And so once again you are fighting us all. Really great dissonance. Uh, yeah, oh, I love that. And when I ask you why, you raise your sticks and cry and I fall. Oh, my friend, how have you? Trade the fiddle for the drum. So, you know, I'm shutting up a little bit just so you can hear some of the words. This is a really spare tune. Joni Mitchell's version is just, it's just a cappella. No instruments at all. It's just Joni singing. Mm. Um, but I think that this uh, this cello and, and sort of string quartet addition to it adds a lot. So... This is a version that I love. This is a song that is not hard to parse. It's sung from the perspective of someone outside America who is asking, Why have you, Johnny, that's, a, you know, called Johnny America, uh, traded your fiddle for a drum? And later says, a handshake for a fist. 
asking the question that, you know, is fair to ask of anyone at a time like this. Like, why? What's the point of this? And, again, it feels elementary, but maybe all of this is going to feel that way to me because we're dealing with such base Mm. uh, human conflict. You know, it's just... What is, you know, war is just meaningless violence, right? And so asking the simple question, why must this happen? It's worth sitting with. And this is one of the nicest uh, renditions of um, any any iteration of that question. I think this is a lovely tune and haunting uh, in all the right ways. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's a very good one, and also, um, I feel like, very true to, I suppose, the spirit, um, sonically and emotionally of the original, um, that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's one you don't really need to, need to talk your way through, I don't think. No, right. This song, um, got a little bit of pop in 2004 when A Perfect Circle did a cover of it. Uh, as sort of an Iraq war protest. So um, some folks listening might actually, you know, recognize that version first. Uh, It's a great song, no matter who you're listening to performing it. it, uh, Really nice melody and uh, lyrics worth reading and listening to. Fantastic. Great pick, Tim. Great pick. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Give us your last tune, bud. All right, I'll give you my last tune. So this tune is, I think I've done these, uh, you know, a a little bit chronologically. Uh, This is from Mm. a band that I'm really excited to bring into just the Ear Buddies conversation. Um, Tim, the band is called Manic Street Preachers. Ah, and the song is called. We've been meaning to talk about them, right? We have, which is which is why I wanna. I would just want to bring them up. Um, and the song is called "If You Tolerate This, Your Children Will Be Next." great title first of all well yeah so the title uh sort of really really sets you off on the right foot immediately um and interestingly the the um context uh was they got well they got the literal title from a poster uh that was that was like a propaganda poster up during the spanish civil war um and it was basically from the Republican side, which in that case was the left-leaning, like, non-fascist side. Um, Basically saying, if you tolerate this, your children will be next. Um, You know, if you let uh, fascism take control of uh, the nation, like, your children are gonna, you know, your children will be next. Um, Yeah. And so, in this, this, and I, I wanted to, well... I wanted to bring this one to the table because, A, yes, I wanted to just sort of uh, uh, 
foreshadow Manic Street Preachers because, Tim, like you mentioned, we've even from the very early days of this, this pod, we have had these internal discussions about talking about some things with them because they're fascinating, and we will do that yeah. at some point, although no promises as to when. Um, mm-hmm. And But also, I think, too, because this song, it's not really... It doesn't seem directed generally at, like, um, something so specific as, like, the Armenian genocide, let's say, right? Sure. Um, right, And right. Be- because, you know, these it was not written during the Spanish Civil War. Um, it was written in the late 90s, where there was certainly stuff happening. Um, but they, you know, it's sort of a, a uh, general kiss-off, I think, to... Um, Fascism and I mean war, I guess in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I think it's uh, it's nice too because it's not one of the ultra popular um, like anti-war songs that people just know, um, and it's modern enough that I feel like you know it's it's cool just to see that these things are still being written and it's not always explicit like American idiot type stuff. It's sure they can you know you can you can really explore that theme of simply like being against war in you know as we've seen here many many different ways. That's right. You know I have not listened to hardly any Manic Street Preachers, uh, but I've heard you talk about them, and I'm I'm very interested. So I'm I'm glad that we will eventually bring. Uh, bring them a full feature episode. On yes, the absolutely. Just it's one of those things where you you gotta you say it out loud, right? And you hold yourself accountable. Yeah. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. Very good. Uh, hey, man, four great tunes from from my buddy Matt. Everybody, take notes. This is how you do <laughs> an all about the tunes segment. Tim, nice work, bud. Thank you, pal. Well, you got one more too, don't you? Yeah, man. Listen. This one, I have been going back and forth on whether I actually want to play it. Um, but then I woke up this morning and I read that Vladimir Putin uh, has ordered Russian nuclear deterrence forces to high alert. Uh, you know, and the clock, the doomsday clock is is ticking ever closer to midnight. And, um, you know, this this conflict that's happening right now, this war... Uh, we have already, you know, said effectively, I think, that it's easy to fall into the trap of just sort of treating it like a spectator sport and um, looking at suffering halfway across the world and, uh, you know, just reading it like it's a story that doesn't that's not real. But it is. Mm-hmm. But there is something to the... Oh, you know, existential fear knowing that <laughs> one of the parties involved has enough nuclear weapons to annihilate the whole planet. And, you know, you, if you let your, let your brain go down that rabbit hole too far, uh, it can be sort of a, a terrible place to be. Wouldn't you say, <laughs> bud? Yeah, yeah. It makes, for, uh, it makes for a bad night's sleep, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Uh, but this has been a risk, you know, and sort of a, a looming fear since the bomb was invented, right? And so I am taking us back to 1959. 
and I am playing a song by, uh, you know, sort of a uh, an early version of like Weird Al Yankovic, someone who Weird Al has pointed to as an influence, actually. Tom Lehrer. Do you know Tom Lehrer, Matt? Literally only a name. That's all I know. He's an interesting dude. He wrote these satire songs. You've probably heard of Poisoning Pigeons in the Park. Oh, okay. Yep. That's him. Okay. Uh, he's also like a mathematician. Um, fascinating guy. Worth reading about. But I'm going to play a Tom Lehrer song that uh, is kind of dark here. But it's also... I think a, a useful reminder that if if we're all scared, uh, it's good to try to, you know, laugh a little bit. So this is a song called We Will All Go Together When We Go by Tom Lehrer. When you attend a funeral, it is sad to think that sooner or later those you love will do the same for you. And you may have thought it tragic, not to mention other adjectives to think of all the weeping they will do, but don't you worry. No more ashes, no more sackcloth, and an armband made of black cloth will someday never more adorn a sleeve. For if the bomb that drops on you gets your friends and neighbors too, There'll be nobody left behind to grieve And we will all go together when we go What a comforting fact that is to know Universal bereavement, an inspiring achievement Yes, we all will go together when we go We will. All and if you're listening to this and you're horrified And you think this is in terrible taste <laughs> I will remind you that this was written uh, in 1959, kind of near the height, at least one of the peaks, of uh, nuclear annihilation fears uh, in the world. I think it is uh, it is meant to be shocking. Potatoes by and by, there will be no more misery when the world is our rotisserie. Yes, we all will fry together when we fry. I don't, you know, Matt. Nothing much more to say about it. It speaks for itself. It's um. It's an awful time to be alive, but we yeah. might as well just uh, try to chuckle a little bit, right? Yeah, you know what, Tim? I agree with you, and I will I will preemptively defend you against any slings and arrows, because, uh, <laughs> look, just briefly, if I may get out my soapbox, mm-hmm. uh, used to hold soap, uh, but I turn it over, it upside down and, and I stand, stand on, on it, it yeah. when I have something that I want to say that I think is important. Um <laughs> Just briefly, uh, yeah, yeah this, this, I mean, I don't know if most of us uh, are are super well-versed in how to deal with uh, imminent war um, and possible, you know, annihilation, uh, and, and there's a lot of, everyone's taken their best shots, you know, and whether that's through tone policing or infographics or uh-huh. or yelling at people on the internet who are not uh, doing it how you believe they ought to in any number of ways. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing, guys. Like, what do... Here, here's, here's what I want to say on my soapbox. What do we... 
Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Like, what are we? That's right. Going to do here? You, you, you could. Are you gonna email right. your your senator? Like, are you gonna buy a Kalishnikov rifle and learn how to use it? Uh, mm-hmm. there's there are options, I suppose, but that is not going to stop the war. We are dumb little pawns. That's right. We are little tiny krill in the bristles of a big whale's mouth and we it's not up to us mm. so i think we're allowed to make some gallows humor even if we are not per se the ones on the gallows at the moment because we're all on the gallows all right buddy jumping off that soapbox gonna put it under my bed until later <laughs> Really glad you bought that soapbox. It's very useful. Thanks. I actually, I mean, I guess you probably just I bought, bought a the lot soap. of soap. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the box is so box. useful, actually. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> because no, that gets that's pretty much exactly what I've been thinking. Man, is like I think about like just to end on a terribly somber note. It's yeah, please. You know, we've earned it. I have a child now, right? And I can't. Like, I hate to pull this card, but when you read about horrible news like this, my first thought now is, like, there are people in Ukraine who are never going to see their homes again, and probably people who just had a, a kid, too, you know, like like me. Yep. But f- luck of the draw, absolute chaotic, meaningless luck, they're the people who have to make a new life or may die in this process. And I'm the guy who gets to sit here on a podcast mic and talk to my pal. You know, mm-hmm. it makes no yep. sense. It's awful. Tomorrow, I could be next. I doubt it because of, you know, to the great fortune that I've had up to this point in my life. But nothing is certain. And I think it's you're ex- that you said it very nicely that uh, we have no say in global matters like this whatsoever. And so what are we supposed to do? We, we might as well just try to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. That's- Try to have a little fun. Try to, you know, put yourself in other people's shoes and, you know, be nice. And yeah, and we'll all go together when we go. That's right, Tim. That's exactly right. Um, punk rock next week, bud? What do you think? Hey, if there is a next week. Amen. It's called gallows humor. <laughs> All right. Well, buddy, it sounds good to me. Talk to you later, to buddy. I hope. <laughs> Talk to you later, God willing. <laughs>